Section 9 of Dedications. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dedications by Mary Elizabeth Brown. To Dignitaries of Church and State. Part 1 New Testament in Greek. Edited by Erasmus. Basil, 1516. Dedicated to Leo X. Possessing so many distinguished adornments, O Leo X, Pontifex Maximus, because of which you shine and are esteemed everywhere, you have approached the culmination of pontifical dignity aided on the one hand by the countless ornaments of the house of medici famous no less because of the memorials of wise men than because of the honored personalities of thy ancestors aided on the other hand by the innumerable talents of body and mind which the benignity of the divine will has bestowed in part and which your own industry has helped you acquire no other thing has made thee more truly or magnificently renowned than this honour beyond which there is none greater among men that man can attain that you have imparted an equal integrity of character a life not only above everything base but a reputation never sullied by any stain of ugly rumor everywhere this is a most difficult achievement but it is particularly so in rome of which city the license is so great let me not speak heedlessly that integrity is scarcely safe from reproach and those who are most free from faults are not free from accusation for this reason it has come about that not a little more of true praise has redounded to leo because he deserved the highest pontifical office rather than because he has accepted it already in the actual performance of thy most beautiful and also most sacred office by many splendid deeds and distinguished virtues dost thou in turn honour the esteemed honour but there is nothing that commends thee better to those above as well as to those on earth than that great zeal and equal wisdom with which thou dost act and plan most ably that christian piety from day to day may be exalted to better things for hitherto through fault of the times and especially of the wars it has weakened and it has grown faint just as it is the nature of all things human to do so that neither by hands or by feet may we resist sliding back somewhat and as it were degenerating but while it is sometimes more difficult so it is more beautiful to revive than to bury therefore when you promptly seize the opportunity of restoring religion after the struggles of war have ceased which it was in you to do 
it is indeed proper that all christians of all lands and nations each according to his ability should assist the most blessed of all tasks and the most beneficial of undertakings from all directions now do i behold men of excellent genius and great and opulent kings sending marble ivory gold and gems to our solomon for the structure of the temple we are eager to send the poor possessions of prince or peasant such as they are or even the skins of goats lest we collect nothing some small present that pertains to our station in life but by which unless the spirit fails me there will be something added to christ's temple if not much splendor indeed some utility particularly if it is to be approved by the reckoning of him on whose approval or refusal alone the whole world of humanity depends that the utility of this work of ours might expand more widely it seemed best to take advantage for the public good of the world of the allurement of thy sacred name especially since the aim of the work suggests it it is beautifully fitting that this christian philosophy should be diverted to all mortals who hold christianity as their refuge and that through this book the celestial doctrine should proceed to all men under the auspices of him through whom christ wished us to accept whatever draws men heavenward from earth how could this book go forth more happily and more auspiciously into the hands of men than thus consecrated so do we see more majesty and veneration accrue to altars and temples when they are dedicated to the almighty gods though new already this may somehow be contributing to the public utility for on this occasion the modesty and good nature of leo have shown him to be the most great no less than on those occasions when he excels all the greatest by a big interval finally if it is proper to mention in the same breath with so great a chief something from a play of thrasos however mean this labor of mine seems to the general view nevertheless i believe the attentive reader will find something more when he has finished it than the work seems to contain at first glance but that i may not offend a well-disposed public by delaying your highness with too long an address who must be taking counsel for all lands with perpetual solicitude i may settle the rest with the common reader but before closing i beg of him by whose providence leo x has attained to the highest office of mortals that he may will this same one a long life among us and very great happiness at basil in the year fifteen sixteen of restored health month of february on the liberty of a christian man by martin luther fifteen twenty
extracts from the dedication to leo x translated in the life and letters of martin luther by preserved smith ninety one of your person excellent leo i have heard only what is honourable and good but of the roman sea as you and all men must know it is more scandalous and shameful than any sodom or babylon and as far as i can see its wickedness is beyond all counsel and help having become desperate and abysmal it made me sick at heart to see that under your name and that of the roman church the poor people in all the world are cheated and injured against which thing i have set myself and will set myself as long as i have life not that i hope to reform that horrible roman sodom but that i know i am debtor and servant of all christians and that it is my duty to counsel and warn them finally that i come not before your holiness without a gift i offer you this little treatise dedicated to you as an augury of peace and good hope by this book you may see how fruitfully i might employ my time as i should prefer to if only those impious flatterers of yours would let me it is a little book as respects size but if i mistake not the whole sum of a christian life is set down therein in respect to contents i am poor and have nothing else to send you nor do you stand in need of any but my spiritual gifts the occasion for writing this work was an earnest request of the officious peacemaker charles von miltitz for luther to send a letter to the pope saying that he had never meant to twit him personally the reformer complied preserved smith's luther ninety one another treatise written by luther in this same year to the christian nobility of the german nation on the improvement of the christian estate was dedicated to his colleague in the university nicholas von amsdorf the history of florence by niccolo machiavelli circa fifteen twenty five to our most holy and blessed father and lord clement the seventh his humble servant niccolo machiavelli most holy and blessed father since your holiness before attaining your present exalted position commissioned me to write an account of the things done by the florentine people i have used all the diligence and skill given me by nature and experience to satisfy your command having now in the course of my writing arrived at the period when the death of the magnificent lorenzo de medici caused a change in the government of italy and having to describe the events that followed with a greater and loftier spirit they being of a greater and more elevated character i have deemed it well to reduce all i have written up to that epoch into one volume and to present it to your holiness 
so that you may begin in some measure to enjoy the fruits of your sowing and of my labours and being particularly charged and commanded by your holiness to write the doings of your ancestors the pope was guigliano de medici in such manner that it might be seen that i was free from all adulation the true praises of men being agreeable to hear whilst such as are feigned and written by favour are displeasing i have hesitated much in describing the goodness of giovanni the wisdom of cosimo the humanity of piero and the magnificence of lorenzo so that it might not seem to your holiness that i had transgressed your commands how impossible it would be to accuse him of flattery when he has said so little of the pope's father whose life was too short for fame nevertheless the merit of having been the father of your holiness is an ample equivalent of all those of his ancestors and will ensure him more centuries of fame than his evil fortune took years from his life a godly form of household government for the ordering of private families according to the direction of god's word etc gathered by robert cleaver london fifteen ninety eight to the right worshipful master robert burgain of roxall one of her majesty's justices of peace in the county of warwick to the right worshipful master john dine of ridlington park in the county of rutland and to the worshipful master edmund temple of temple hall in the county of leicester esquires as also to their religious and virtuous wives r c wisheth with heart and mind grace from god the father by jesus christ and constancy in the truth of the gospel to the end and in the end a nine-page epistle dedicatory follows canaan's calamity jerusalem's misery or the doleful destruction of fair jerusalem by titus by thomas decker sixteen eighteen to the right worshipful m richard kingsmill esq justice of peace and quorum in the county of southampton and surveyor of her majesty's courts of wards and liveries all prosperity and happiness having right worshipful often heard of your extraordinary favour showed in the depth of extremity to some poor friends of mine remaining in your pleasant lordship of highclere by means whereof they have had no small comfort for the recovery of their wished desire i have been studious how i might in some measure declare both their thankfulness and mine own for so great a good but such is our weak ability that we cannot requite the least point of that life-prolonging kindness which the riches of your courtesy did yield 
nevertheless to make apparent that our poor estates shall not obscure or cloud with ingratitude the well-intending thoughts of our hearts i have presumed to present to your worship this little book an unfeigned token of our good affection hoping that like the princely persian you will more respect the good will than the gift which i confess far unworthy so worthy a patron in respect of the simple handling of so excellent a matter but a plain style doth best become plain truth for a trifling fable hath most need of a pleasant pen wherefore if it shall please your worship to esteem of my simple labour and to let this pass under your favourable protection i shall have the end of my desire and resting thus in the hope of your worship's courtesy i cease wishing you all hearts content in this life and in the world to come eternal felicity your worship's most humbly affectionate t d a tragic crown life and death of mary stuart by lope felix de vega carpio sixteen twenty seven to our most holy pope urban the eighth pontifex maximus the history of mary stuart queen of scotland an extraordinary victim of all that mortals call fortune in whose life adversity and patience competed equally from the cradle to the axe i dedicated to your holiness first befittingly in the latin tongue not only because of the greatness and authority of the subject as because of your holiness having in your tender years honoured her tomb with such excellent praise that it was as beatifying her in prophecy in that to-day your holiness occupies the apostolic chair with the general commendation of the church this time most holy father it is in the common language of spain that it goes back from me to the sacred feet of your holiness fearful but encouraged because of the first attempt when for the same reason i begged forgiveness for the two may your holiness receive it benignly adjusting the infinite distance of my rudeness to the splendour of your superior understanding as so well-employed boldness expects of your bountiful magnificence may our lord keep your holiness many years for the universal church has the need and it is the desire of your servants most holy father humble servant of your holiness lope felix de vega carpio from the spanish the essays of michel de montaigne sixteen thirty five mademoiselle de gournay fidalliance of montaigne dedicated the edition of sixteen thirty five to cardinal richelieu who had given her assistance in the preparation of the edition to monsignor the most eminent cardinal 
Boot de Richelieu, Monsignor, I cannot give the essays to you because they are not mine, but cognizant, nevertheless, that all that is illustrious in our age passes through your hands or owes you homage, I have thought that the name of your eminence ought to adorn the frontispiece of this book. It is true, Monsignor, that the homage rendered here to you by my agency is very irregular. Though it is not in my power to bestow these essays upon you, I dare to give them to you as a legacy. That is to say that, as I shall soon be entombed within the sepulchre, I consign to you this orphan which was committed to me in order that it may please you henceforth to hold the place of guardian and protector. I hope that the respect alone of your authority will render to it this office, and that, as the hawks were not permitted to enter the temple of Hercules, whose imitator you are, neither will the impure hands which for a long time have defamed this same book by so many ill-timed editions, dare again to commit the sacrilege of approaching it when they see it in your protection by this addition, which your liberality has aided me in bringing to light. How well I shall repose in the other world for having been sufficiently bold in discharging this duty by naming such an executor of my will as the great Cardinal Richelieu, and of seeing from above that it is remembered below, that I have had the judgment to discern to what excellence and highness of soul I ought to assign the protection of the most excellent and highest gift which the muses have made to man since the triumphant ages of the Greeks and Romans. One of the political tracts of Denzel Hollis has the following dedication, 1647. To the unparalleled couple, Mr. Oliver Sinjin, His Majesty's Solicitor General, and Oliver Cromwell, the Parliament's Lieutenant General, the two grand designers of the ruin of three kingdoms. Gentlemen, as you have been principal in ministering of this discourse and giving me the leisure of making it by banishing me from my country and business, so it is reason I shall particularly address it to you. You shall find in it some representation of the grosser lines of your features, those outward enormities that make you remarkable, and your picture easy to be known, which cannot be expected here so fully to the life as I could wish. He only can do that whose eye and hand have been with you in secret councils, who has seen you at your meetings, your Sabbaths, where you have lain by your assured shapes, with which you cousined the world, and resumed your own, imparting each to other, and both of you to your fellow witches, the bottom of your design, the policy of your actings, 
the turns of your contrivances all your falsehoods cousinings villainies and cruelties with your full intentions to ruin the three kingdoms all i will say to you is what saint peter said to simon the sorcerer repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray to god if perhaps the thoughts of your hearts may be forgiven you and if you have not grace to pray for yourselves as it may be you have not i have charity to do it for you but not faith enough to trust you so i remain thank god not in your power and as little at your service denzel hollis at saint mare eglide in normandy this fourteenth day of february sixteen forty seven saint v denzel hollis the leader of the presbyterians who in sixteen forty seven made a motion in parliament for disbanding the army and was defeated had to fly to normandy to escape an impeachment for high treason quoted from wheatley's dedication of books one o seven one o eight killing no murder briefly discoursed in three questions by william allen colonel silas titus sixteen fifty seven to his highness oliver cromwell may it please your highness how i have spent some hours of the leisure your highness hath been pleased to give me this following paper will give your highness an account how you will please to interpret it i cannot tell but i can with confidence say my intention in it is to procure your highness that justice nobody yet does you and to let the people see the longer they defer it the greater injury they do both themselves and you to your highness justly belongs the honour of dying for the people and it cannot choose but be an unspeakable consolation to you in the last moments of your life to consider with how much benefit to the world you are like to leave it tis then only my lord the titles you now usurp will be truly yours you will then be indeed the deliverer of your country and free it from a bondage little inferior to that from which moses delivered his you will then be that true reformer which you would now be thought religion shall be then restored liberty asserted and parliaments have those privileges they have sought for we shall then hope that other laws will have place besides those of the sword and that justice shall be otherwise defined than the will and pleasure of the strongest and we shall then hope men will keep oaths again and not have the necessity of being false and perfidious to preserve themselves and be like their rulers all this we hope from your highness happy expiration who are the true father of your country for while you live we can call nothing ours 
and as it is from your death that we hope for our inheritances let this consideration arm and fortify your highness's mind against the fears of death and the terrors of your evil conscience that the good you will do by your death will something balance the evils of your life and if in the black catalogue of high malefactors few can be found that have lived more to the affliction and disturbance of mankind than your highness hath done yet your greatest enemies will not deny but there are likewise as few that have expired more to the universal benefit of mankind than your highness is like to do to hasten this great good is the chief end of my writing this paper and if it have the effects i hope it will your highness will quickly be out of reach of men's malice and your enemies will only be able to wound you in your memory which strokes you will not feel that your highness may be speedily in this security is the universal wishes of your grateful country this is the desires and prayers of the good and of the bad and it may be is the only thing wherein all sects and factions do agree in their devotions and is our only common prayer but amongst all that put in their requests and supplications for your highness's speedy deliverance from all earthly troubles none is more assiduous nor more fervent than he that with the rest of the nation hath the honour to be may it please your highness your highness present slave and vassal w a quoted from wheatley's dedication of books one o nine the three last spanish muses by francisco de quevedo viegas sixteen seventy to the most excellent signor de pasqual de aragon cardinal of the holy church of rome of the title of saint sabina archbishop of toledo first in ecclesiastical dignity of spain senior chancellor of castile member of his majesty's council of state and governor of these kingdoms etc all the works of don francisco de quevedo in verse or in prose sacred or burlesque are directed to the reformation of customs and contain exalted teaching for this reason and also because of the well-known zeal of your eminence from youth for the reformation of vices by example as well as by writings it has seemed to me that no one else should be offered the patronage of these works containing all that is sacred which the author wrote in verse with the renowned deeds of your eminence i am particularly cognizant having known you in the university of salamanca as a student who seemed to forget that he was the descendant of so high and sovereign kings and princes and gave himself to literary work as if he were the most destitute of fortune 
your learning made pupils of your masters and teachers and added to this was the multitude of virtues which from that age have shone resplendently in your eminence i returned to the university in sixteen forty eight having been honoured by the college of my lord the archbishop on the eighth of february of that same year with the insignia of chaplain of that sacred edifice i found your eminence a master in the college of st bartholomew with inexpressible care teaching all by your learning and example in the court at the same time by caring for what is most arduous in the government of the monarchy you assist in the welfare and improvement of the subjects by the teaching of doctrine and by the celestial dew of many jubilees and missions you assist in the welfare and improvement of their souls and by innumerable charities you succor the spiritual and corporal necessities of all my earnest wish is that god may preserve your eminence in your greatness most eminent sir i kiss the hand of your eminence don pedro aldrete quevedo y viegas madrid sixteen seventy sacramental allegorical and historical ordinances by pedro calderon de la barca madrid sixteen ninety to the patriarch san juan de dios narrow are the limits of a dedication most loved patriarch for the eulogy of thy virtues when many books could not contain thy grandeur o immense sea of charity which discouragest my littleness so that i do not dare to search out such gigantic marvels he who is weighted with gratitude is not satisfied until he finds relief in the discharge of his obligations those which i confess are so great that their satisfaction is impossible but not their acknowledgment i venerate the occupation which thou hast of bookseller in the streets of the fortunate city of granada thou hast achieved the greatest sale that could be desired by any of those who pursue the honest use of books the mediator of it was the apostle of andalusia that valorous soldier of christ the venerable teacher avila since on hearing his teaching thou didst cast thyself at his feet giving him an account of thy soul didst deliver the profane and useless books to the fire and to the destruction of thy hands and ambitious didst sell the remainder at a very high price since that which was sold on earth was paid for in heaven my humility approaches to thee sacred bookseller to thee poor yet most rich to thee divine man to thee humble yet most excellent to thee palm of charity to thee but to whom but thee could there be restored not dedicated 
these sacred writings which by my flitting zeal are repeated robbery it would be to give them to another being thine in every way thine by their subject since the theme is christ the sacrament they are thine by my employment and may the grandeur of the subject excuse the smallness of him who restores them to you it is the duty of the rivers to return to the sea where they have their origin of all that i am i recognize thee master my loved father i am a humble rivulet of this sea sand of this shore the grateful brook returns to the sea and where the sea goes there go the sands of my humble work and employment in order that the esteem they lack in being mine they may attain in the fortune of being yours thy most humble and unworthy admirer francisco sazedon and of section nine